Hey everybody, you're listening to The Amp. I'm Jill Hopkins. I, like everybody else, is uh, broadcasting from my home. Every podcaster is, even the ones that were already broadcasting from their homes are somehow more at home than they were before. And one thing I did when I was at home was binge watch the Netflix show, Tiger King. Now, this show has a lot going on. There's, in his own words, a gay gun-toting mullet-having big cat enthusiast uh, who maybe tried to have his arch nemesis killed, who maybe uh, killed her husband and fed him to some tigers? If it sounds wild, it absolutely is. And uh, the nation is obsessed. And because the world is so small and Chicago is even smaller, as it turns out, I went to broadcasting school with a man who found himself a part of Tiger King as one of the cameramen uh, on the GW Zoo. I spoke to Nico Marchetti in an Instagram live conversation, and here's our talk. We caught up and uh, we found out that there was way more wild stuff going on than we even saw on Netflix. Thank you for uh, joining me. It's been a long time since we've, we've spoken, but I've kept up with you and your career. You're everywhere. Your jobs sound like the most fun jobs. You're currently filming for uh, a demolition derby. Yeah, we, uh, we travel across the Midwest uh, putting on live broadcasts of demolition derbies, and we stream them um, on our online platform, derbytees.tv and derbynation.tv. That makes sense to me because i know that you're very sporty as a person uh that you enjoy competition and stuff like that how did you find yourself on this gig making what started off as a documentary about kind of an eccentric guy who had some tigers in oklahoma i was just looking for for a job after i did some freelance stuff went on indeed and just applied for the job it sounded cool yeah and uh, uh the guy wrote me back we video chatted and he told me I had the job. Within like three days of talking to him, I was in Winniewood, Oklahoma. Uh, it's a small town. I think it's about 2,000 people. Uh, so like coming from Chicago, uh, going to Oklahoma, same population. Uh, the state has the same population as Chicago. So yeah. it was definitely culture shock for sure. There was one Italian uh, like diner uh, restaurant that was attached to a gas station. Yeah. That was like fine dining. <laughs> So that explains a lot about, like, why something like the GW Zoo would be such a, a big attraction. Because your options are, are somewhat limited in a, in a space like that. Tell me about day one of this job. Because a lot happened afterwards, but you're walking out of this zoo for yep. the first time. What's going through your mind? Uh, yeah, so I was just talking to uh, my friend about it, who I worked with. Uh, we were kind of talking about our first days, and... I got there and parking lot was empty. Uh, just like a dirt parking lot, it was empty. Gate was locked. Just kind of thinking like, oh, did I make the right decision coming here? And it was maybe like five minutes later, a uh, car pulled up and it was a guy I video chatted with who was my producer, uh, his name was Mark. So Mark opened the gate, we started talking, we pulled in, parked, saw the trailers that we were gonna be living in, the mobile homes, uh, brought all my stuff in there. He had told me that Joe wasn't going to be in that day. So I didn't even get to meet Joe. Uh, turns out, after watching that documentary, Joe was in uh, Tampa at Big Cat Rescue, uh, oh. flying that helicopter <laughs> over the zoo. So 
Um, but yeah, the, the first day I met Saf, um, so he was the one who got... We're finding out a lot about Saf and how he identifies. And, yep. But like, the thing where like, oh, my arm got ripped off. And now yeah, see, later, I, I'm going back to <laughs> Mark had told me about Saf, or didn't mention Saf's name. He just said, someone's arm got ripped off by a tiger. Like, you sure you still want to work here? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Um, but so when I met, I met Saf, I didn't know that that was the person. I didn't know if that was from like a previous arm injury, <laughs> like, for, or maybe it was like a birth defect or something. Uh, but then I found out that that was the person who, who got their arm basically ripped off. And I saw the, the video, the uncensored one, and it's brutal. Oof. But yeah, that first day was, I mean, just kind of being in awe of, of the zoo. There's these huge, you know, 30-foot cages, you know, these fences that go up 30 feet. And when you're walking down, they called it Tiger Alley. There's a whole bunch of cages, probably 10 or 12 cages. And uh, all these tigers are in them there's a railing and you have like, there's like two feet from the railing to the fence, to the mm -hmm. cage. So, I mean, you're right up there and the tigers come up and they brush against the, the fence and they make this noise. Uh, it's called uh, chuffing. And that's when they, they kind of recognize, like they, they do that to other tigers when they recognize each other. How would you describe the mood at the zoo when Joe was in good spirits versus the mood at the zoo when Joe was not in good spirits? Oh, um, it was pretty rare when he was in good spirits, but uh, <laughs> when he was, it was definitely more fun. Yeah, he was usually in, in a bad mood with the, the animal crew a lot. They were always getting yelled at. Um, he treated us um, really well, and I think that's because he saw us and we were doing things to help him get notoriety yeah. where the, the cat crew and animal crew, they were dispensable. He could replace them in an instant if he wanted to. The whole situation between him and Carol Baskin and uh, that, that rivalry that like you, like WWE writers, yeah. right? Uh, like a nemesis situation like that. And then like at the end of the, of the, of the, of the series, we don't really have definitive answers as to like who did what or this yeah. and that. Uh, was that the driving factor between behind Joe's zoo, or did do you sense that there was a true love for animals there that was driving his whole thing? You know, um, Rick said at the end that he believes Joe started the zoo off with good intentions, and I believe the same thing. I think he started it off as a way to to help animals and uh, uh, help people who bought a tiger as a cub and realized that it was a lot of work and they get big and they couldn't take care of them. So I think he did start off with, with the best of intentions, but I've been telling people, you know, uh, what you see from Joe in the documentary and all the videos is what you get from Joe. He was like that when the cameras were rolling, when the cameras weren't rolling, there were very few times where you saw the real Joe. And it's like he created the character of Joe exotic to, get people to notice him, get people to, to follow him. And, and he kind of got lost in that role. And um, I think that kind of led him down the path where he actually, you know, he ended up, you know, in jail, in prison. Uh, yeah. You know, he, it's crazy. You know, I, I see a lot of people feeling bad for him. And at the same time, it's like, I kind of feel bad for him, but you can't feel bad for him. 
uh, you know, he's in, he is where he is for a reason. You know, he scammed a lot of people out of money. He, you know, he abused people. I never seen him, you know, abuse any of the animals unless you consider keeping them in cages, abusing them. But all the cats, all the animals got fed. But, you know, he claimed he had cancer, never had cancer. Yeah. Uh, it took money from people. I went to the hospital with him and everyone was telling me like, dude, be prepared because you're going to see the insides of someone. And I was freaking out. <laughs> we get to the, the, the hospital and it's a plastic surgeon's office. <laughs> and uh, the guy goes, he goes, all right, Joe, you ready to get these benign tumors removed from your leg? I was like, dude, oh. are you serious, man? So he does that and then he gets Botox. And then, then we went furniture shopping. So <laughs> I think there used to be a photo someone had up of Joe and I in one of the beds at the furniture store. Uh, <laughs> I can't find it, but, um, <laughs> uh, but he also, um, he would lie to people who sponsored animals, tell them that their, their animal that they're sponsoring was at the zoo when it either died or he sold it. Yeah. So you're still taking money from him. So it's like, you know, he, he got what he deserved. He's, he is where he is because of his actions. And like, he's entertaining. He's definitely entertaining. But uh, I've been telling people don't feel bad for him because he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs>